Hi, I'm Nicole Thompson, Executive Director of The Lab on Dexter, and welcome to Lab Talk. Hi, I'm Sheree Stokes, Executive Director of TechMGM. Happy to be here today. Yes, yeah, so this is our second installment of this season of Lab Talk. Last week, we had a great candid conversation with Senator Bobby Singleton on innovation and all that's happening across the state with innovation. And now, today, we actually have um, Mr. Kenny Ward that's here from Chernum State, and he's gonna talk to us a lot about entrepreneurship. While we've done tech and innovation on our previous episode, this episode totally focused on entrepreneurship. So thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. So Kenny, when we were talking about who would be that great person to bring on that was knowledgeable, that was well diversed in entrepreneurship, you immediately came to mind. So this is a perfect segue for us just to get into the conversation. Um, one of the things that I was curious about asking, and we talk about like, what will we talk about regarding entrepreneurship was in 2020 and 2021, there is so much data that talked about the number of people that entered entrepreneurship. And that was huge. It was the mass exodus. So. What concerns me is, if they entered, how do we help them to become sustainable? You know, because we had a little bit more time mm -hmm. when COVID was really very active. So with all of these businesses, what happens to get them to be sustainable? Well, as you know, so many businesses fail within the first two and five years. So if they pass the two-year marks, great. But then we have another percentage that fails within the first five years. So. I think now that we have so many that have started their business, it's up to us, places like the Lab on Dexter and Trenum State and uh, Alabama State University who have their business department to help these programs, these businesses remain and stay constant with their business and survive. I think you're right. Um, one of the things that I read most recently was that there's this influx of knowledge. So you have um, LinkedIn college and you have YouTube university, you have people becoming business coaches. What are your thoughts on that? Um, if I were an entrepreneur and I was one of the ones that launched out, and I know several people that launched during COVID, what do they need to be successful as far as an anchor as to education? I personally believe that you need an entrepreneurship coach. You really? need someone that will get in the dirt with you mm -hmm. because one lecture may not fit all businesses. So I need to know exactly what's going on with your business so I can come in and assist you and help you to make sure that that business is able to sustain uh, itself because we see those talks and those are good, you know, general talks to help them get started but I need to get into the dirt of the business to find out exactly what's happening with your business. Who's your target customer? Right. That changes from business A to business B. That's true. It changes. And so it made me think about um, the number of people that just started and they have the talent and the skill set, but may not have the business mindset. Mm -hmm. So I like the idea of a business coach. I know a lot of corporations are using coaches um, for their franchise offices and for independent contractors. So I, I like that concept. Um, where would somebody find a business coach? That's the infamous question. Co-starters. Ah, that's a good plug. Good to hear. <laughs> yes. Well, we're here to help co-starters. Uh, entrepreneurship coach that'll help you start your business from the beginning. 
and hopefully not the end. but to help get where you need to go Um, and I think that is important uh, someone that doesn't mind helping you along the way there's so many that jump into it because they have an idea without the knowledge you just have an idea and you're ready to jump into it but you need someone with that knowledge to help you so that you don't make the mistakes that others have made so even in that uh, having that great idea I think I've always heard and I think both Nicole and I are both entrepreneurs so I think we come from two different angles with it. People say that you can be a great technician, but there's a time where you've got to stop doing the technician work and you've got to do the business work. And you've really got to be able to manage your business in order to grow it and to sustain it. Does co-starters help to teach them that? Does it help on that end of it? Oh, wait, and what is Co-Starters? <laughs> okay. okay, so Co-Starters is the program that we've started with the lab on Dexter, and it helps bring you in those who may have a business idea. You want to get started. You don't know how to get mm-hmm. started. We th- take you through a 10-week course. Uh, you go through, we find out about you. We find out about who your customers are, your target market, where's the best location. As you always hear them say, location, location, yes. location. Where is the best location for your business? Is it an online business? Is it a business that needs a retail store? You know, we help you find out what's best for you. So it is those places uh, like co-starters that assist them in getting started. And we help with the back end of it as well, the accounting. So, you know, I'm an accounting instructor as well. So (laughs) that's a big part of the business. A lot of times we have ideas, but we need to look at the finances as well, especially if you're thinking about starting a business with a loan. Ah. Yeah, so Uh, great segue to the loans, right? So last episode, uh, we had Senator Bobby Singleton on. And so Senator Singleton spoke a lot about some of the tech and innovation small business grants. Now, that's a way to go. And I think some people believe that, you know, yes, as soon as you have that great idea, you got to go out and find money and you got to make that happen. Is that the only way to do business? Are there other loans, grants, or other opportunities that are out there that will actually help someone start their business and get them going? There are loans, there are grants. You have friends and you have family members. (laughs) Now, Mark, Mark Cuban would say that you never start a business with a loan. Now, that is his thought. But those opportunities are available for you if you need to start that business with a loan. But before you start it, we need to get into the business and talk about it and make sure that there is a demand for the business that you're trying to start. I was um, speaking with a lady a couple of months ago, and I had tasted some of her food, some of the best food I had ever tasted. And she said, I'm ready to get out there. And so that was the main question that we talked about, like, how... Is how are you going to market that's going to be different than a thousand other restaurants? Mm-hmm. And so when you mentioned that, I want to circle back to you have family and friends. Um, we didn't talk about crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a fan? You're not a fan of crowdfunding? What are your thoughts? Because there are a lot of um, platforms out there, and I've seen people publish books through crowdfunding. There is an opportunity for crowdfunding that I think could help. Uh, support a new business and getting started. Um, I have a couple of students who are looking into that now crowdfunding to start their business, even from the students from the first cohort of co-starters. So uh, there's an opportunity there as well. I say start with your family and friends sometimes because they know your business. So when you say start with them, are you saying they should be investors? No, that's a 
different okay. ball game. <laughs> and the okay. reason why I say that is because sometimes your family and friends, they feel like if you start investing, they need to have of a course. portion of your business and they mm-hmm. think that they can come in and tell you how to run the business. Uh, Good point. And so I would caution you there about bringing them in as... So more like a donation. A donation. Not necessarily an investor with an equity stake. Gosh, <laughs> this is it's such a rich and um, could be a lengthy conversation because it's layered. You have talent, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, do you have a business acumen or business mindset? And I, I'm going to do the shameless plug for co-starters again. From everything that we have received as far as the data, those individuals that graduated really felt that that course gave them the nuts and the bolts to really analyze, am I ready to go? Am I really ready? Because we all have great ideas and maybe you have a great product, Mm -hmm. but um, do you know your customer? Do you know your location, as you were saying? And do you know your audience? And are you ready for that demand? So I am so excited about furthering this conversation. Um, We're going to go for a break for a quick moment. Um, I do want to mention that a laptop can be found on anywhere that you watch your podcast. We recommend Spotify. We recommend Apple. Whatever your favorite podcast streaming service is, you can find us there and also on YouTube. We'll be right back. Experience Montgomery. While it may be a place you've heard of for its past, The success stories that will be told in the future are being written today. Centered in the heart of Alabama, Montgomery caters to tomorrow's leaders with a booming tech scene that's met with a vibrant nightlife, arts and culture, and unique ways to spark the adventure in all of us. Come start your story today. Welcome back to Lab Talk, our second episode. We're having this conversation on entrepreneurship with Kenny Ward today. And Kenny, before we went to the break, we were talking about crowdfunding. I think we threw in microloans and you were giving us your thought process on how you really get to the bag, how you get the money for your business. Right, and it's, it's about grinding getting out there yes. and making it happen. Yes. And with that, it stands to say entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And can we just say it's hard too? Like it's real hard. <laughs> and I think sometimes we we look at it, we look at others and we think, oh, it's easy. We can just go out there. But you don't see them up two o'clock, three o'clock yeah. in the morning working yeah. on the business. But I think so many people track how well they're doing by social media. Right. So some entrepreneurs, they may, let's say, glamorize what they're doing and they're putting it all out on social media that makes it look like, oh, it's just easy. It's fun. They're showing all the great shots. But a lot of times what they're not showing is who's up in the middle of the night. Right. You know, or what who's the not invoice even. stack looks like <laughs> when the bills need to be paid. And so I wish that we could see a little bit more of the realness and have these type of candid conversations like We don't want to deter anyone from it, but we want to provide you with the full truth about entrepreneurship and your talent versus you needing to hire someone or a business coach to assist you so that you can grow your beautiful idea and make it grow up and not just be in its infancy. And we've seen a lot of companies remain super small because they did not have the necessary resources 
and I'm not just talking money, but education, accounting principles. Mm -hmm. How do you grow it? And if we become stagnant in our processes, then that's what's going to happen. You have to have, I say, a mind all the way around for business. You have to be able to see that business growing. First, I guess the first question would be, do you want the business to grow? Some people yeah, just like a small true. business. Yeah. They don't want it to grow. But you should think with the mindset, I believe, to grow your business. I look at it as a, a baby. When you start a business, you're just giving birth to this baby. That baby is not going to stay at one, two. It's going to grow. And that is what you want your business to do. You want your business to grow until it reaches that stage where it's 18 plus and can survive on its own. Uh, that is that time you can start taking those vacations that you see <laughs> them taking on TikTok and Instagram yeah. and they're making it so glamorous. A lot of them have worked on their businesses for years and they're just at that point where that business is surviving on its own without all of the additional hours. You said something a minute ago and I wanted to come back to it. A lot of times when I ask students, I said, well, why do you want to be an entrepreneur? They said, so I can be my own boss. Yeah, so like I, like that question answer really probably gets under my skin so much to hear people say that. Because honestly, to me, the best bosses are good followers, right? Mm -hmm. Like the best leaders are ones that have done a good job following before. So to me, to be your own boss means that you've put in the work to learn how to do the work, right? Mm -hmm. It isn't just like, I wanna beat my chest and I wanna be that guy. Like you've earned the right to be that guy. You've done the work, you've got the resources and the tools. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just like somebody blessed you, you know, an entrepreneur, vice, really getting that education. And I think people just don't place as much value on the education that needs to go into being a successful leader, manager, entrepreneur. You're right. And matter of fact, um, a lot of times they look at the average job, 40 hours a week. Oh. When you become an entrepreneur. It's like 80 hours a week It's 80 plus, hours plus. plus. Yeah. So it you're working, and as an entrepreneur, there's no one telling you that you need to hit the clock at eight o'clock. No, not at all. Right. You have to understand that, hey, if I don't get paid, the bills don't get paid. So I need to make myself get up at six. Steve Harvey says four o'clock. He yeah. does. I'm a 4 a.m. kind of girl. <laughs> so I, I, can get, I can get with that. But even, even when we talk about that, right, um, I think the tech side of me wants to say, so if I, if I don't have the bandwidth to give 80 hours, i.e. that 80 hours, you are not getting the best Sharice in that 80 hours. Is there anything that I can do that helps to offset can I automate something? Can I digitize aspects of my business that now enables me to maybe say, hey, if I take the time and push this out and now it's automated, that's 10 less hours I've got to spend mm -hmm. on certain marketing aspects or that's 20 less hours that it's going to take me to do physical invoices if I was able to do this all digital and mm -hmm. I automated this. How do you feel about really infusing technology into entrepreneurship and into those business practices. You can't make it without it. Oh, good. That, those are like <laughs> words to my ear. You cannot make it without it. There's so much technology that has been developed 
over the last couple of years to help entrepreneurs with their business, to automate some of those things, to relieve mm -hmm. some of the additional hours from you having to be up so late at night. So you need technology. And that's where the education comes in. At. That's correct. Those educational components, uh, cold starters, helping you get those plugins that will help you move the business a whole lot quicker. Oh, and so I did want to just circle back when you talked about automation. Mm -hmm. um, I've also been privy to some companies that wanted to remain small, drop ship a few things, mm -hmm. but still they were able to be an entrepreneur and still pursue whatever other passion or career that mm -hmm. they had. So um, I, I do hear you when you say you should want it to grow, but I think you still have some entrepreneurs out there that want to do it in a small way, but get their product, and then maybe when they decide to retire or do something different, I just don't think there's one particular way that you have to do business, or nor do you have to be in it full time to be a successful business. I think the diversity of it is what makes entrepreneurship so attractive. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, and I just spoke to somebody about this yesterday on the fact that growth looks different for different companies and different people, and certainly within different spaces, right? Mm -hmm. So someone may say that I've grown because I have 10 more employees, but someone may say I've got one customer <laughs> and that one customer that I have is better than the last customer that I had. Mm -hmm. And that's the growth that they've been able to see. So I think when you look at that, would you say that co-starters and kind of that partnership and relationship allows different businesses, diverse businesses to come and to still get the same experience, even though they may not all be the same? I totally agree. I mean, it helps, as I stated at the beginning, um, your business should be tailored specifically to that business. Everyone is not the same. For me, take about it, when I was in uh, college, I started cooking cakes out of my dorm room. That was my business. Right. That's how I brought extra money in each month, cooking red velvet cakes. Oh, now you're making <laughs> yes. me hungry. Yes, I would cook cakes and then I would sell it to the students and to my uh, professors who would purchase my cakes. So that was something. If I would have had a program like Co-Starters to assist me as I started the business, I probably could have saved a whole lot of time and a whole lot of money. <laughs> I believe you. I believe that completely. So that that circles back to the education. So we know we need to be educated. We do. Um, we talked about this before. It may have been on the last episode that, you know, during COVID, when businesses were reaching out for help, a lot of it was business principle things. Like yeah. they were great at their talent great at the food truck, great at selling whatever that thing or that service, but may just not have had everything in line for the federal government when those funds were released. Mm -hmm. Not everyone had an accountant. They were trying to figure it out on their own. And so I hope that um, we can continue to have these type of conversations and educate our community in these dialogues about what does it take to be successful at that desired outcome. It's a business, it's a product, a service. What what does it take for that business to get where you need it to be, to be happy with it? And I, I think that is the good thing for the community to know. You do not have to do it alone. There are places that will assist you in starting your business. Some individuals have been sitting on the ideas for years. Why not take this opportunity, connect with those that can assist you and help you launch that business? What other program than Cold Starters? 
Uh, thank you, Ken. Um, it's It's been awesome to have you here today. It's been even better to have the partnership between the Lab on Dexter and Trenum State Community College. We appreciate everything that you guys have, one, brought to the table and continue to do within the Montgomery community. Thank you for listening and tuning in uh, today for our podcast. Hope you'll join us as we continue to have future episodes. Uh, Dr. Nicole Thompson, Ken Ward, myself, Cherie Stokes from TechMGM. You have a good one. You've been listening to the Lab on Dexter's podcast, Lab Talk. We look forward to you joining us again on our next episode.